welcome to Azuros Euro with Anthony Collects, episode 9. We're back at it again. We're bringing you daily content in relation to the Euro 2020 tournament. Looking forward to another episode after a huge episode that we had last week. Really, really good round to review, and we have England coming up. Hey, man, how we doing? Good, good, good. Just uh, reeling after that unreal episode yesterday. It was supposed to be a forty-five minute episode, ended up being two and a half hours. I didn't realize until you uploaded like the full version. It says one hundred and fifty-one minutes. I'm like, what the fuck? We were talking for that long. But it was really good. Like obviously the it, it the chemistry there, the chemistry was there. Felt like we were the we were the Italian squad, us four. But no, nah, the chemistry was there. It was really good chat. Like I enjoyed that yesterday. It was good. Yeah, there's something there. Something there. We've got to get them back. We've got to do something with them because uh, yeah, there's it's just like you know I was just thinking about it. Like we've got Australia, Belgium, England. Um, all different perspectives in, in their different fields. Um, and then you've got the hobby element on top. It's just, yeah, it was just exciting. It was really good. Yeah, it was good. Next, you got the, we have the longer episodes. We've got the, the quicker episodes. Like today's obviously, I'm uh, short on time. Friday night, we'll do a quick recap. But it's a good mix of, you know, uh, testing the water, see which ones everyone likes. And, and it's always good to, to do that. Hoops hits, boys. After me joking about Americans collecting Pulisic for Euros, I've liked an IG you need to see. I think you meant okay. an IG. Um, yeah. What up, Zach? What up, Nick? What up, Macca? Baller? Did we check I, out the games yesterday? Yeah, I saw another day of uh, watching the 11 o'clock game which has become like habitual now, and then trying to wake up for the second half of the the 5 a.m. game. And um, the 11 o'clock game was pretty good. It was pretty, it was pretty entertaining. It was, it was exciting. And I've been consistently betting on these games now to, to make it even more exciting. Um, How'd you go? But pretty good, pretty good. Um, not, it could have been better. Could have been better, but my, one of my multis hit, which was uh, Italy, Belgium, and the Netherlands straight up, and that was a good like three leg multi that I didn't think was going to lose, and it, it panned out really well. So pretty good. So that Ukraine game, um, I just watched the highlights for that because because I've been doing the opposite to you. I've been like going to sleep early or as early as possible after that that. Uh, that commentary yesterday and waking up early um, for the next game. So I didn't really catch much of it. But from the highlights, it looked like it was like end-to-end stuff. It looks like North Macedonia was, was in for a shout for a lot of it. Yeah, it was. It, um, Ukraine started strong that whole first half that, that I was like focused in on. I actually bet on um, Ukraine to be winning the first half. So that I was like... I was concentrating on that first half, and they seemed like they were in control the whole way through, like that first right. quarter. 
Then the second 45, it was, it was a lot of up and down the field. Um, and Ukraine missed the penalty at the, at the end or towards the end. And that could have made it 3-1. But it was pretty comfortable. It was a comfortable 2-1. I know the scoreline seems like it's a lot tighter, but it wasn't. Yeah, the highlights looked, but obviously didn't tell the full story. Um, Yarmolenko is a, a decent, decent player from what I've seen. Like he scored the first goal, involved in the second. What do he's you think of him? Bad. He's not bad, but they, he, he missed like a sitter at the at the start. Like he could have, he could have tucked it uh, near post, and I don't know. He tried to go through the keeper. Uh, almost at times, and especially the first 20 minutes when they had like a whole stack of chances, I was thinking, just get Shevchenko to come off the bench. Off five. <laughs> and just put him on. Because he would have hit 80% of those shots. They're good at creating... I see you on Shevchenko. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then there was Netherlands 2-0 against Austria. Um, look, it, it looked like them getting that penalty at the very start from Oliver's um, the safe mistake yeah. kind of set the tone and just put Austria on the back foot and they looked like they bossed that game for the rest of it, you know. It looked like Austria only had one shot on goal the whole game and it's kind of the way that it went. I reckon Depay should have had at least another two goals from what it looked like. Um, what were your thoughts on that game? It was good seeing Delete back. I think he's such an important part of that side. He, yeah. he kind of gave a bit of strength in the back line. They just, they just couldn't produce anything, Austria. I think, uh, what because I didn't watch that game, but I saw the highlights. And then when, a lot of people were saying, when Alaba, who is their best player, when he doesn't perform, and when your best player for, you know, the teams like Wales with Bale, when Bale steps up, the whole team seems to look better. When, when Alaba, who is their best player by Fed, a decent amount, he doesn't perform and he's making mistakes and the whole team seems to drop as well. Um, so that was a bit whatever. I, I, a lot of people had high hopes for Austria and I think they were, they weren't, they're, they're not living up to it. And, and that's exactly what I was going to say. Double coverage hit on the nail on the head. I kept thinking, imagine Van Dijk was in this, in, in yeah. Europe. Then you've got a really, Dumfries has been playing out of his mind. The league looks like he's, uh, he's going to be from here on out, 100%. But if you had a 100% full-fit Van Dyke, that changes this whole team. So, it'll be... Is there a stronger defensive partnership, a defensive two, than Van Dyke and, and Delete, if that was possible? Like, no. Netherlands would have had it. It's so strong. In terms of, like, a, a centre-back pairing, well, who are you going to put? I mean... Benucci and Cialini, but they're a little bit past their prime. They're a little bit older, yeah, that's right. You'd argue De Ligt and Van Dijk are in their prime or, or coming into their prime even. So I, I think it's not for the discussion for this Euro, but World Cup, that's a, it's a real deal. World Cup will be a real deal. And Frankie. Oh, Frankie. And Double coverage the, mentions Frankie De Jong in every every chat. So. <laughs> Really, he has been really, really good. I got, I got one right here that I got a read list on on my eBay. Frankie has been extremely underrated, like for the longest time, and because he had a bad season with um with Barcelona, it it kind of like 
I don't know. He kind of put a damper on him, and now he's picking up form. Now he looks like he's the the the, the Frankie that we all kind of knew. Oh man, I've, when you go across to a new team, right? Especially when you're going from Eredivisie to the La Liga, there's going to be some growing pains. Even Delic did that at centre. All right, he was scoring own goals for fun, um, and people just need to expect that a little bit, you know, like if you're waiting for a prospect to really develop, you've got to give him that time, you know, and I feel like he's he's a player that could have, you know, just kind of had that, that year of being that growing pain, getting used to the league, getting used to the players around him, and I, I feel that he's got more than enough ability to go strength to strength. He, he could be a long-term player in that Barca side. He could be like a, like a Modric style at um, at Real Madrid, you know, be there for that long. So I, I'm very high on Frankie. Um, you know, in terms of prospects in, in the hobby, like, what are your thoughts there? Because it's a bit hard to gauge. Like, he's already at a massive club. Um, he's got to start scoring goals and, and things like that to, to kind of really take that next step in terms of being a target. What are your thoughts? He's exciting. He is exciting. When he's on the ball, he finds, like, opportunity in tight spaces. So yeah. It's not like he's not one. Of, he's not one of those boring, you know. Even he's not a boring player just to watch. You know, what I mean, he he reminds me of. I don't. I don't know who he, he really reminds. He's unique in in that sense because he's, he's got the height as well, and he's decent. Like he's got a bit of strength about him as well. Um, I think. Tournaments like this is the is the way that he gets like hobby love, because in playing for Barca and and he hasn't been performing for Barca doesn't really carry weight um, in the hobby and and neither does with, with Barca not performing to in the Champions League and stuff like that it doesn't really help his price. But tournaments like this is where you know Netherlands they're sneakily good. They're going to make the round of 16 for sure. They're qualified now. They're going to face a, you know, whoever they face, if they get past them, get to the round of, uh, to the quarterfinals, then you're talking like, you know, and, and if, they, if, if Frankie scores a free kick, if Frankie scores a, or assists a beautiful goal, then you're talking like all this attention all at once. And that's when you've got to be prepared to buy and sell, buy and, and, and make your sales. I went in a bit on uh, on Frankie. I've got his, his Euro uh, rookie, oh, Donna. You got, sick of, me, you got sick of me typing and just like, just fucking coming in. Yeah, I was like, fuck it. We're talking about Frankie. <laughs> oh, bro. Nah, they're, they're good, bro. Everything that you boys have just said, spot on. Honestly, spot on. The Van Dyke thing is definitely a component for that team. The Van Der Beek missing due to injury is another component. He played with Frankie at Ajax. Uh, the Depay... Sorry, you cut out. And... Uh, yeah. Would have been good. Would have been good for both of them. 100%. And now Frankie is literally going to be playing with Depay next, uh, next season at Barca. So it's exactly what you said, Ant. World Cup. This team at the World Cup... Um, yeah are going to be bolstered by, obviously, the Van Der Beek and Van Dyke inclusion. And then hopefully Frankie and Depay playing a whole season together, pretty much. 
their chemistry gets better as well and they can replicate that for Netherlands. You know what, boys? So. Holland as a team, their run going forward is pretty good. If they finish top of this group, which is most likely after the first two games, they play the third-place team of D, E, and F, right? And then they play the winner of the second place in A and second place in B, which could be like Wales or, or Turkey and Finland or, or Denmark. So that's, that, that would be their next two games. And then they'd come up to like a, an England being the semi-final of the tournament if they get through those two. So wow, we could see Netherlands in the semi-final. That's very wow. I, I guess that's, that's funny. Good. That's so good for them. That's absolutely. I think they breeze past a lot of the easier teams. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, they've got talent that the only things that will threaten them are the Portugal, France, England, Italy, you know, teams with like structure, every position, like we said, all the positions filled with good talent. But when you've got, when you're playing against these, like the bridge teams, not the, they're not bad, but they've got like two or three world-class players in their team. I think they breeze past a lot of those teams. I could see it in the semis a big, big possibility. Their big, their big issue is their attack. That's their big issue. Like, if, if thank you. Like you can have a hot. You know, he, yeah, he's good. It was uh, who's the big fellow that they played um, this morning next to him. Let's have a look. Uh, uh, wasn't Dufferies. No, they played a, a tall oh, up forward. They had Wighorst. I've got no yeah. idea. He, he struggled a bit. Like, you just think about it. If they had another quality attacker, someone of, like, well, Van Persie's height, they had that. someone like that. Like, yeah. and then Dufferies is there as well, playing on the wing and attacking with them. Man, like, then you add Van Der Beek, Van Dyke. Yeah. That yeah. whole component, that's a good team. But the depth isn't there anymore, as they had in the past. Either so, they have great imagine, yeah. on the bench. Wesley but, Proms, like it's no, decent. No, no, they're, they're good. They're decent. But in terms of like making a mark, as Ant said in like a couple episodes ago, um, France could literally play their bench, and it could be their first. Yeah. That's yeah. the difference. Like the depth for those quality of teams just knocks any other team out of the park. Yeah, yeah. Germany has a few guys that can come off the bench, not as many as France. Portugal's actually got depth, which I was surprised as well. Like, because they didn't play any of their guys really. All the all the guys that we wanted to see didn't play. <laughs> yeah, it's just, oh. the reason why I don't think I think England's going to struggle. I hope Tom's not here. The reason why he is in. If they get an injury. To any of those centre backs, Stones, Ming, like, uh, you know, with um, I call him Sladhead. What's his name? He's a uh, big boy for United. Oh, Maguire. If Maguire stays unhealthy, you know, not Max, <laughs> then you're talking about who fills that position. Like, 
Like, that's where the depth matters. And they've got all this depth up top, but the defence is going to win you the championship. That's how I feel this. I, actually, I, I was actually saying to Saucy today, I don't want to skip ahead, but um, sneakily, just don't count Scotland out completely. Like, oh. I, I'm not saying they're going to beat them, but they could potentially pull out... A, no, they could p- pull out a draw, potentially... I don't know. They're one of those teams that can do that. They're one of those teams that can do that. I wasn't convinced with England in the first game. I wasn't convinced. I was convinced with your boy, Calvin Phillips. I was convinced with him in the first game. He was good. Since we're talking about England, we might as well stay here, right? Um, What type of lineup? Because it's always an interesting one with with England. What are your thoughts on the lineup? I think that this game has to. Start Grealish. I think you go Grealish on the left. You go Kane up top again. You play. I think this is going to sound so biased, but play Rashford on the right. Drop, drop Mount. Put Foden, Foden behind Kane. So those are your three. You can look Rashford. I just have a bias against Sterling. I don't think he's like all that at all. But if you want to play Sterling on the right, be my guess. So Grealish, Kane, Sterling or Rashford on the right. I think you play Foden at the 10. I think you play Phillips and Rice. You don't change that. That works brilliantly. I think you play... I think you could play Chilwell. I think Chilwell deserves a spot on the on the left. Um... The centre-back from last week was from the first game was good. And then on the right, you do not play Walker. You just flip a coin for any of the other players, but don't play Walker. I would play... Well, Trippier is meant to play on the right, isn't he? I guess I would play Trippier because he played the first game and it would be good. You know, he, he played decently. And... Um, I just think Maguire's going to play. If Maguire plays, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm happy. Yeah, I'll... I'll... Just, I want to see England succeed. I, I actually do because I'm. Yeah. This is the perfect game. The perfect game. I'll be so disappointed if they don't. I think he has to play, man. I, I, I don't know why he's not playing. He has to play. This seems like a game where you should go a bit more attacking. I would. I would play. Give Bellingham minutes. Give Grealish the start. Um, you know, bring on Calvert Lewin if if Kane isn't you know feeling the best, like not feeling the best, but not looking the same as looking the same as what he was in the first game. He's not making the runs. He's, he's not creating anything. Bring on Calvert Lewin. Um, you know, bring on Rashford for Sterling 60th minute, something like that. Just they just play the same team as last week. I'll be so disappointed. They'll get the win. Well, I think that's what they'll do. I honestly think that's what they'll do. I think that, like, the game and the team was relatively successful, you know? Like, they they played all right. And I, I don't think he's going to change all that much, to be honest with you. He might change Walker because he's got about 20 right-backs. But I, I, don't, I don't think... I think he should do everything that you're saying, but I reckon that he'll keep the same team and if he's going to experiment and do that in the third game. That's what I think. Unfortunately, <laughs> seems like that type of coach plays type of thing. Yeah. So 
excuse to not play Grealish. Like, yeah. it's... Like, every game is played for England, you know, and, and even for Villa, he looks like he's... He's that guy. He's going to be the guy that takes them to to bring it home. That's what it feels like. He he has that excitement every time he touches the ball. Almost, I'm not going to compare him to Mbappe, but that same feeling that when Mbappe touches the ball, something's going to happen. I get that when Grealish touches the ball for England. And I don't know. I, that's just how I feel. Like uh, I could be way off. He could start. He could be could be shocking. And I'll say, look, all right, he had his go. Dubbing back, like putting back to the bench. I agree After the season he had, I don't know how you don't give him a crack. What do you reckon, Dubber? Correct. No, I agree. I agree exactly with what Ant said because it's the same thing when I watch Villa play. Every time he touched the ball, before he got injured, clearly, they were a different team when he wasn't playing after when he got injured, Villa. They had to readjust and they couldn't readjust the way they wanted to because he was such a focal point in that team. But it was just, when he was playing, those streaming runs down down the wings and through the middle of the ground and creating opportunities and kicking goals, he was a part of literally everything. Literally everything. You want someone to destroy this Scotland team? Go with Grealish. Because he went past laterally, and you know, you know, he'll make that. The, that that play that causes the goal, you know what I mean. Like, we'll give, we'll give now because we're, we're short on time. But I think England, if they play with an aggressive team today, I'm talking like I said, Grealish. I would even this is a hot take. I would bring on Sancho, you know, late in the game. Give him a run, like give the kid a run. Um, it's going to make the bench first before he gets. I know. <laughs> It's crazy. That if if they, I know it's a derby as well. Like it is a derby, and you have to factor in. If they play the same squad as last week, I think you'll see a very similar result to last week. A grindy one nil win. You know, Scotland's going to get. You know, Scotland's going to play rough. Don't get me wrong. Robert. Any time, any team that has Robbo on that field, they're going to play dirty. They're going to play rough. You know, they and it's the rivalry that'll get inside their head. If they play a team like with Grealish, like with Sancho, like with, you know, Bellingham, those players want to fight for a spot in that team. You put them in the team, I think they, they come out with it. I think, honestly, 3 0. Major. If they play that team. If they play a, an aggressive team, if they don't get complacent and they're just. Scotland will grind out a 1-0 win. Because they'll win. I think they'll win regardless. Yeah. They win, they win this 3-0 with really, you know, Kane puts in a good performance. Rashford gets a run and all these. Then you can talk about it, and the whole team has confidence. You know what I mean? And then the third game is even easier because then you can start experimenting whichever way you want. Or... Go back to the team that you really think will work for the 16 quarterfinal. Then, very, very interesting. Looking forward to that one. Let's go back just slightly to Belgium, Denmark. Um, it, man, like it was almost a romantic result that 
that you said, Ant. Like, I was so disappointed that Denmark didn't get a result out of that. I was so upset for it, man. Like, they hit the crossbar. Um, they they did very, very well. Unfortunately, didn't come away with the result. What a goal by Kevin De Bruyne, though. Absolutely ripped. We were wondering if he was going to be ready for the team. And I think mm-hmm. Vincent did not. And he came back. He looks like he might he might boss this blog, this this Euro. Um, and just him, I think when Lukaku find that, that I think it would be very dangerous for him. Because he's one of the best in the world. And... You know, we talk about all these teams that have good players, on it, but when you've got the, the tier above, which is you know the Mbappe tier, the, the Bruyne tier, then it's like it becomes like a when they turn on, it could change the whole game. I see that I, I put Ronaldo in that as well. I think he's one that he can change again. He has that thirty-second burst of of uh, brilliant. Um, did you get to catch that game? I caught the goal, the Bruyne goal. I haven't gone back and watched the highlights yet, but by what you're saying, yeah, Denmark seems to be pretty stiff. It's a bit like uh, Hungary in, the, in in their first game against Portugal. They were stiff not to come away with that. A result. Yeah, it's just Portugal overran them in the end, but they were good. So I'm, I'm assuming Denmark... We're up to it. Yeah, I, I, thought, I thought they were very good. I thought they were very good. Like like I said, they, they had a lot of chances. Um, you know, a lot of it was like there was extended periods of them holding the ball up and, and Denmark just kind of like on the back foot. So it was it was pretty good to see. Pretty good to see. And, and Lukaku, even though he, he didn't actually um, get on the score sheet, he played very well. Like the, the way he was like holding up the ball, getting everyone else in. Like he, he did so much before that De Bruyne goal that actually got it over to him. Um, I rated it a lot. I thought it was very good. Um, other game, Sweden, Slovakia. That's tonight. Um, what are your thoughts on that one? Uh, and thoughts on, on either of the teams. But <laughs> I will say, based on the last game, Spain should have been freedom. That's given 80% possession, all the shots they had. Sacked played well, like we spoke about. Um, but Slovakia played fairly well. Like They played pretty well against uh, Poland. Uh, they probably got a little bit lucky. But I think, and this is, a, this is my hot take, I think that Slovakia actually put a... A result, whether it be a draw or a win, I'm leading towards like a one nil win for Slovakia. Right, I can see that. They're, yeah. they're top of the group. They've got the win. They do. What do you? Um, I think they've got a good team. Uh, I really do. I I think um, they've got an opportunity here to to do well. Um, Sweden. Obviously, I didn't see much of them in their first game to, to say whether they're good or not. I'm looking forward to see Isak. That's about it. Um, but let's have a look who they who Slovakia had in their, their first game just quickly. Like, Hamsik, I see him a lot. He's a very, very good player. Kuchka, I see him play for, um, for Milan a, a fair bit. He's not bad. 
and Skriniar is an excellent defender. So they've got a good spine to the team. Don't really know too much about these other players. Um, but, yeah, they could well come away with a win. I didn't see much from, from Sweden to say that they can really grind out a result. If they had Ibra, it might be a different story, but unfortunately they don't. And they don't have Kulsevsky either, so they're, they're kind of relying a lot on Isak, and um, I think they've got a strong enough defence, Slovakia, to kind of take care of him. I agree. I agree. I think it'll be a 1-0. 1-0 Slovakia. And the final Yeah, game... I agree. Yeah. And the last one, Croatia, Czech Republic. What do you reckon, Doma? Croatia has to bounce back, surely. Surely has to bounce back. They had opportunities in their first game. They just squandered them. And and not for anything, there was times in that first game where they were sleeping, literally sleeping. They weren't set up properly. There was, te- like, there was a throw-in against them and they were all literally crowded around the ball and they're literally just throwing the ball into open space to free, free men to just run and make plays. Like Croatia was just all over the shop in patches in that game. So I think they got, they got the quality there and... The, the issue that I had with Croatia in game one was I know they got Modric and Modric is Modric and everyone said, oh, he, he can't do it all. But he wasn't doing anything in game one when he's playing really shallow. He's not playing deep in like the middle to uh, create uh, opportunities. So when Kovacic came off, he's playing so shallow. He's literally playing as a centre-back next to them. And he's what? Knocking the ball around. He's not creating any opportunity for his for his team. Mm. I would have preferred Kovacic take that role in the first game and Modric play deeper where Kovacic was playing and he's receiving the ball as that cam and literally just playing balls to his to his attackers. And he was just literally just wasted in game one. Wasted. I was literally like you're just knocking the ball around for knocking the ball around sake, really. He had zero impact in my opinion. Zero impact. When he went in shallow. When he was playing at the beginning of the game, he had impact. He was making runs and at the start of the game. But then he had to like it was almost like they passed all the way back to him and he had to create something all the way from the back. And then that cut that his involvement towards the front. But I don't know. I, I think Chicken Republic with the two two nil win in the first game against Scotland. What happens to Patrick Sheet cards if he scores again? If he scores another ripper, I think, I think that back, coming off the back of that that result, you know, that'll give him a lot of confidence. Uh, you know what? I was gonna I was gonna tip. I'm gonna say that. Sorry, I've got my. No, that's right, isn't it? Actually, What's that saying again? I think that the public can get it done. Czech Republic can get it done. I'm picking a one-all draw, and it looks like Dom is going for Croatia. So we've got. Dom like, I, I just, I just thought Scotland was stiff not to kick three or four against Czech Republic in that first game. They yeah, wasted okay. so many opportunities. They missed, like, not for it. The keeper was unreal. Who's their keeper for Czech Republic? He made some ridiculous saves in that game. Ridiculous. Czech Republic keeper is Vakli. He, what, he won them the game. He won them the game. Yeah. Literally. I was I was watching that going, is the ball going to go in the back of the net for this team? 
Or is this guy, he's like a robot, mate. He's like Pong, literally going in front of the goal, saving everything. Number one goalkeeper for uh, Sevilla. He starts, apparently. There you go, mate. <laughs> La Liga champion. <laughs> Unlocking 2-0, I guess. He's tough. That's You've been spot way. on, so I, I should just run with you. We're not, you're, not, you're not giving tips on Chelsea games, so you're killing it. So. <laughs> I will see. There's always one team that surprises everyone. Always. Yeah, no, no, no. We, we're going to wrap it up now. Um, and get get your audio fixed, man. I don't know what's happening over there. It's, uh, it's cutting out a fair bit. That's all right. That's all right. It's all good. It's all good. I'll fix it for the next one. No worries. It's all good. Thanks uh, for joining. Appreciate Thanks it. for having me. Cut off there. Um, I'm sorry. It's my fault. how we go tomorrow. See what these tips end up at. See what England end up doing. It's really exciting. Another week in the Euros. Have a good night, guys. See ya. Thanks, boys. See ya.